his left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Wake and Jake, the first ever Wednesday. I didn't realize talking baseball was going out at 10 as well. I feel like we need to change that. Uh, So I see some people doubling down in the chat right now. Uh, We love you and thank you. Well, something's got to get doubled because JJR is also nooner now. Nooner. I mean, if we're pre-recording it, we'll figure that out afterwards. But um, hey, thank you. Everyone, welcome to Wake and Jake. Wednesday editions. Wednesday editions. Just one. Just one. Um, yeah, with how our, our schedule lined up. We ended last episode talking about it, and then I realized probably should have started the episode talking about it. Um, with the way our schedule is lined up for baseball season, Thursday is a very big pivot day. Um some potential warehouse stuff. If we need to make up stuff that week, Thursday is the day. Um, if we need to recover, if we grind ourselves to the bone, like we often do, um, Wednesday may have to, Thursday may have to be that day. Ergo, Wagon Jake will now be Monday and Wednesday. So excited to be with you guys. Excited to see the chat joining us. Um, again, no short notice, and that takes some time to, to get used to. Um, and we were just about to go live and a lot of you guys, if you're in New York city, you might've just got the alarm for the, the shooting yesterday in Brooklyn, uh, scary, sad stuff, but made like a massive scary noise in the office. Um, so a lot of stuff going on, a lot of phones, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and good morning, everyone. Hope, hope you're enjoying your week. Um, again, we, uh, we hope that these become kind of some of our more evergreen, hopefully some interviews. Maybe we'll get some, uh, our guy Foolish. I always look at how big those episodes get, and I hate him. Um, I did think of a cool topic for next week. We did uh, we did reach out to uh, a different guest yesterday. Um, they, uh, they could not make it. Um, but sports was hot enough in the streets. Um, the NBA one-game playoff, I did end up watching... Uh, A-Rod's Wolves at the end. Um, so that was a fun game. Um, trying to think what else we got. Uh, circle up on some baseball talk. Uh, like I just said, talking baseball is rolling uh, right now. Our midweek episodes, those are some of the fun ones. Uh, I run hot uh, on the catchers. Sorry, catchers. Coming for your neck a little bit. Uh, Trevor Plouffe talked some young bloods, and Jimmy uh, led us into Alec Bohm and uh and a fun situation in the Illadelph that uh maybe we go there for a second because we had a had a development on that. Uh, if you have no idea, uh, Alec Bohm, bomb Bohm, Hardo, Bohm, Bohm. Boom. Bone stimulator. 
Um, third baseman for the Phillies the past like two years. Uh, gangbusters during the 2020 COVID season. Um, and then came back his first full year. It was 44 games during the COVID season. Second in rookie of the year. Like, dude, dude showed out. Um, in 2021, he kind of fully gets the reins, struggles a little bit. Uh, 75 OPS plus, 115 games, seven homers. Uh, all the stats are down. Uh, kind of funny, full circle. He's played a year of Major League Baseball, and it's like a league average hitter. Um, higher average than you normally see. Kind of <laughs> lower power stuff than you expect from a dude who's 6'5", 218. Um, third base. So, uh, the Phillies came into this year when we did their, uh, their TPP. You know, we talked a lot about Bryson Stott, another young prospect for the Phillies. Shortstop, but can play third, a lefty, which is kind of important to some Phillies balance. And supposedly better defense, which, uh, not a lot of Phillies players are focused on defense, so... With the lefty side of it, with the defense side of it, and with Baum struggling last year, it seemed like it's Stott's job to have. Baum, you got a little lefty right at platoon there. Figured that would play out. And it has so far. Um, and uh, young Alec takes the field the other night. Has as bad of an inning as you could see. Three errors in one inning, right? Yeah. Um, they were all pretty tough. Um, you start to see where the game of baseball becomes mental. And uh man, it, it was a tough it was a tough inning. And if it ends with him later on in the game, he makes a play, he turns to Didi with camera. Couldn't be like more zoomed in perfectly on his face, and he mouths what looks like I fucking hate this place. Uh pretty good. Kind of an all timer now. Uh, which led to, bam, about two hours of people debating if he said that. Because place and plays, very similar words, and I'd fucking hate those plays. Like, that's a... So, like, the last one, when he made the play, it was like a ricochet off the pitcher, right? Like, yeah, it's a... It would make sense for him to say, know, I don't like that's having... That's a weird play to come in, and yeah, I, you know... Running across. And more so, the bigger thing that I, I end up mentioning in talking baseball is... um. Like, if you're on a baseball field, you got to know there's going to be a camera on you. So even if you're going to say, I fucking hate this place, throw the mask up, throw the glove. Doing you know, it on, my, on mound visits forever. It's kind of how, how baseball players do everything. So he comes out after the game, interview. People are getting their hot takes off the internet. I think uh, me, John, we were kind of waiting to see what happened because we were like well i don't know like let's this could get this could get squashed pretty easily and he goes a place very few athletes go he goes honesty hour and he says yeah that's exactly what i said um he said i was running a little hot i uh i was pissed off yeah uh, it was in the moment. I don't actually believe that. But, man, I was having a bad time. I got mocked for making a a play at third base. I'm a professional baseball player. Probably a millionaire. Like, what was, what was Alec Baum's signing bonus? Alec hmm. Baum's signing bonus. 5.85 mil. 
That was before he ever touched a baseball field. He's a number three pick. Number three pick. So this dude, you know, this isn't your normal guy scrapping away to try to make the majors and honor to be here. Like, this guy thinks he's the next Philly legend. (laughs) And he is to a degree. So uh, he admits, he said, I fucking hate this place. Um, Internet starts running with it. Some debates, kind of a debate between love and hate, like a lot of them are. Um, How is Philly going to respond to this? I mean, kind of, in a way, the most feared sports town. I, I say that endearingly. I mean, Philly has the reputation of, uh, you know, these are the people that booed Santa Claus. Um. I think there's been some battery throwing in the past. So, hmm. um, you know, if if there's maybe the toughest sports town, which, I mean, that's maybe that's a draft for another day. You know, Philly's up there. So, it's what's going to be the response. How are they going to treat this guy? Uh, he doesn't start yesterday. They said they, you know, they want to get out as many lefties as they could. Um, against Tyler McGill, who's been shoving for the Mets. Good for him. Um, fell into an opening day start, and now he's you know having one of the one of the better starting pitcher seasons so far. Um, he comes in for a pinch hit at bat, standing ovation. Standing o, place goes nuts. Um, a really fun moment, you know some of the. Some of the Philly fan bases are, you know, they're printing shirts. Hmm. The little, uh, kind of the Philly's Liberty Bell with Alec Baum's now iconic phrase. Um, couple things. This is fun, right? This is, uh, this is kind of what it's about. Uh, we we say we want athletes to give honest, real answers instead of just the you know, the the team got beat today. The, the, the hey, those other guys are good ball players, um, but you know we'll come back out here tomorrow and do it. How many times have you heard that press conference? Million times. Lance Lynn literally told us on Talking Baseball he has two post game conferences. The team loses, he says, yeah, I just wasn't good enough today. You know, team fought hard. We're going to get it again tomorrow. If they win, he says, yeah, team played really well. Um, we're a good ball club. Hopefully we can get a, keep, get a win streak going. Like, that's it. That's how Lance Lynn does the media. 101. It's by Lance Lynn. One of two answers. Alec Baum, he gets the good response from Philly because of the honesty. Because that's what we want. It was a real moment. A lot of us have had those moments where, you know, it's kind of snap or it sucks or something's going wrong. And it's, you know, in that moment, it's it's real to feel that way. Um, and he did. I do think, um, and talking baseball, which is happening now or you could listen after this, um, you know, this, this is the first page of the book. Um, the situation happened in the book open. Like I said, Alec Baum did get paid 585 to be the number third overall pick in the draft. Alec Baum did kind of lose his job coming into this year. It's a platoon. He's going to get at bats. 
Um, you know, there's a like, DH spot in the National League. You're going to rotate bodies. He's still very much Didi's a part of that team. He's not safe and stop. Short Can stop, also so. play short. Like, yeah, Alec Baum is expected to get at-bats this year for it's the Philadelphia Phillies. It's a fluid situation. Phillies. Yes. Um, you know, it can also go the other way. Uh, he uh, he had a heart, hot start to the year. He was 3-for-3. Three three. got out in his pinch hit at-bat last night. Um, hey, I say it a lot on here. I say it on Talking Baseball. I say it on Talking Yanks. I say it where I can. It's it's dumb. It's somewhat lazy, but it's 100% right. If you're winning and performing, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, you'll have, you'll have the crowd. You'll have Castellanos. You'll have Harper wearing I fucking hate this place shirts. You'll have the crowd screaming it after home runs. If he starts playing poorly... He's got two minor league options. If he finds himself in the beautiful Lehigh Valley, the Iron Pigs, then things get tough. Then things get tough. So uh, the book is still yet to be written. Uh, Alec Baum gets applauded for some honesty hour and being real with the people. Um, you know, I, I, I did throw in one line too that was like, hey, um, you know, you're a major league baseball player being on a field saying, I, f- I fucking hate it here. There's, there's a little part of that that hurts my soul. You're living out basically every little boy baseball player's dream. Um, but again, it's an honest moment, as Alex Ruby just said in the chat, and was a meme I saw on BBD's Twitter a lot last year. Let's see what happens next uh, for Alec Baum and the Phillies winning. And if he performs, guy's got a chance to be a Philly legend Um, because that's the other part of it. If there's a place that – if there's a city where their people would say that, it's Philadelphia. You could mix in the Northeast, but Philadelphia is your winner by far. Hmm. By far. Um. One thing they don't do in Philadelphia enough is have their athletic greens. Um, you guys probably know athletic greens by now. Um, AG1, athletic greens. Are you trying to get healthier? I am. I am. I've actually dropped a couple. Whoops. Whoops, AG1. Um, basically, you scoop it out. You mix it in. One delicious scoop of AG1. You're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, and probiotics. This is a true story. I was at a wedding this weekend. Everyone was hurting before the wedding. Bachelor part, the groomsmen were there. Couple meathead, meaty guys there. They busted out. They were like, hey, we've got some like vitamin pills that'll help you feel better. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's take some. Gave me a handful of horse tranquilizers. And I was like, what? You guys do this? I said, no. I like plucked out two that looked consumable. I was like, I hope these help. That's not healthy. Athletic Greens, no big pills. We're scooping. And you get your vitamins, minerals, all of that. Uh, Helps your gut, nervous system, all the stuff you should be helping. Energy, recovery, focus. 
Less than one gram of sugar, no nasty chemicals or anything like that. And by the way, if you get it now, you get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Jake. Again, athleticgreens.com slash Jake to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athleticgreens.com slash Jake. Type that into the computer. Either way, athleticgreens.com slash Jake. I'm going to do it. Or a picture of me dancing naked or something. Athleticgreens.com slash Jake. I am. Awesome. I am naked. What's that, BBD? Raiders and star quarterback Derek Carr have agreed to terms on a three-year contract extension worth $121.5 million. Mm-hmm. In my bank account. Good for him. Good for him. I'm a Derek Carr guy. Make your make your list of top 12 NFL quarterbacks without Derek Carr. It's really hard to do. It's really hard to do. Um, good for Derek Carr and the Ray. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for nothing. I mean, bit of a bit of a Phillies butter knife king. Sure. Um, don't know if you've heard that. Oh, I've seen. I mean, boom, like June on. It's not great numbers last sure. year, but it's like he was. Like a normal player again. A league average player. Yeah. It, like the, the, numbers, rem- the numbers look a lot better. I do remember he got off to an awful start. It's an awful, year. awful start. And he and he slumped again at the very end. Like the last like two weeks of the year are tough. So oh. he, but he had a fifty game stretch of like, all right, you were you had an eight hundred OPS for fifty games. That was cool. It's like find something, man. Find something. And the top of that eighteen draft, it's, a, it's just a fun list to look at. What do we got? Top three, Casey Mize, who okay. this should be the, the this should be an important year for him. Yeah, uh, Joey Bart off to a nice start in the post Posey era. Boom, we've mentioned was the number three pick. Nick Madrigal, mm. fun profile that hasn't full put it together, but My guy, you know what he's good at. It's not bad. Jonathan India five, mm. our guy Kelnick six. Ryan Weathers was the youngest starting pitcher in baseball last year. Uh, then Carter Stewart's a bit of a. Bit of the the hole there, and then Kyler Murray huh. was the Kyler Murray year. Kyler, is he coming back? Logan Gilbert a little further down the list. Did we ever? Did he ever announce that? Um, remember he was all pissed off at Arizona. Did that just fade. <clears throat> yeah, I remember. I remember at some point getting some notification like all those Cardinals pictures are back. I was like, okay, it's weird. You can add some athletic greens. Um, okay, Where little twenty, that? little twenty eighteen draft. Um, the other big baseball hot in the street topic that I'm sure you will see on, um, baseball today, um, probably a future talking baseball a little bit, although by the time we record on Friday, that'll seem miles and miles away. Um, it is officially announced CC Sabathia will be in a liaison between MLB and active MLB major league players. Okay, cool. Uh, no, someone just retweeted old tweets on my timeline. That was already announced. I just didn't know the liaison part. Bunting. Hot in the streets, babe. How about it? Baseball and bunting. What a relationship. It's getting hostile. People don't know what to do anymore. You want more bunting. You hate bunting. Analytics thinks bunting's the worst thing ever. 
And here we are last night. Your San Diego Padres are facing, I believe, the San Francisco Giants divisional game. Um, do I have that right? Yes. Baseball reference hasn't updated. Um, Alex Cobb shoved last night, people. Apparently, I, I've got another thing I forgot I had to tell the people about. All right, it's a full let. It's a full let, people. Um, so, the Giants go up big. They are up nine runs uh, in the sixth inning. Uh, and our guy, Mauricio Dubon, drops a beauty little bunt. Not fully picturesque. It bloops a little more than that perfect bunt that goes down and it just rolls to that area between catcher, third base, and pitcher. But it's a pretty good bunt. A pretty nice bunt. I like that bunt. Why are we talking about this bunt? Padres get all sorts of pissed off. Uh, just yelling from the bench. Bo Mel, one of the most respected managers in the game. He's running hot. He's yelling from the sideline. And where are we? We are back to the unwritten rules of baseball. Um, saying that, you should not be bunting while up. So many runs. Nine runs in the sixth inning. Is that important? Personally, maybe I'm too new age. No. Um, and by the way, uh, so unwritten rules, and we've done a lot of this, and now that's the funny part of the Padres being tied into this 3-0 fastballs, blah, blah, blah. Where we've went, where we've landed. Oh, Jimmy? Childhood Jimmy? Um, where we've landed... Baseball is a full-blown business now. It is. We're getting measured on war, homers, everything, everything. That if there's a position player pitching out there, hit that homer. See you, Brett Phillips. That play was incredible. That sliding catch was awesome. That's blitzball stuff. Um, here's the deal. You've got analytics people screaming that you should never bunt. That bunting's bad. It should basically be out of the sport. Now, if an analytics person heard that sentence, they'd say, I never said that, but you're saying that. Bunting's basically out of the game for a reason. Because it's supposed to be an automatic out. Well, guess what? It was a beautiful bunt. It's another way to get a base hit. And if we're not, we all landed, or you should have landed, that when the the Padres hit the, you know, the 3-0 homer, and they were up 10 or whatever. We sat, we sat here. I sat, well, it was a different building, but with a microphone. And full-on agreed and said that, like, hey, baseball comebacks happen. I think later on that season, there was, like, a 10-run comeback. And arbitration, war, we're talking money, people. We're, we're talking money in the bank for getting it. So go get it. So, yeah, it, it's very much for me. Like, if you want to bunt, good. 
If you're the Padres and you see that bunt, I, th- I thought bunts were supposed to be automatic outs. Throw them out at first. What are we doing? Who cares? Um, I think it became much ado about nothing. Uh, like Obama robot voice in the chat said, by the way, that same game, first woman coach ever on the field, Alyssa Nakin. We love it. We love it. Um, I think it's just ridiculous. If you're still getting hot about unwritten rules, um, I mean, the only thing where I think you can get mad about unwritten rules would be, like, the it's player safety stuff. It's the hit-by-pitch stuff. It's the stuff that Trev and McCutcheon were talking about this week. If we're talking about health and your body and pitches at your head... Those are real things. Because, again, think how that ties in. If you throw a pitch up and in and you can't control your fastball and it hits someone on the wrist and they miss a season, now they're missing paychecks. Now it's affecting their livelihood. Unwritten rules about safety. Because that's safety. That's health. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about them. If we're talking about professional sports and... Running up a score, I mean, at college, you can have more of those talks. There's kids out there. If it's Bama playing Central Connecticut State, my college, shout out. And Bama's up 80-3, to and they're still, we got three. We got a field goal. It was a nice play. And Bama's still throwing it deep every play and stuff like that and, like, spiking the ball and calling timeouts. Yeah, you need a little feel. Um, these are professionals, you know, no one's getting embarrassed. Padres, if you feel embarrassed, that's your problem. Guy just laid a nice bunt on you. Make sure he doesn't do that. Uh, so I think that was a much ado about nothing. Uh, I think people are just so excited for the baseball season that they wanted to get hot about that. And so they did. Uh, and so they did. So we'll, we'll see if that even gets to the next talk in baseball. I think that's so far away that it probably will be very quickly talked about. And cooler heads are already prevailing on it. Uh, it did suck. I guess the one thing that made it more of a thing is that uh, Gabe Kapler gave uh, his guy a little bit of a talking to when he came back in the dugout, which I don't know. Hi, T. Gabe. I don't know. Uh, So we might have to, maybe Trev will reach out and maybe we'll have a little more of that um, coming up. But, yeah, I I don't know. Like, where's your line? Where's your line? The San Diego Padres, the team they're playing, the team that used to be called Slam Diego. So it was was a 11-2 game. You know, if San Diego had hit a three a three run homer the next inning or the inning before, I know you can't play that game. But if it was eleven five and Dubon laid a bunt and got on base, would you care? No, you'd say that's a great baseball play. Like we just kind of need to get out of that old head attitude and. 
Gabe said after the game he was supporting the bunt. Good. Then it's over. Then it's gone. Then it's absolutely gone. Um, maybe the bigger story from that, Alex Cobb. Well, listen, Aiken. Alex Cobb looked really good. Um, I think his stuff was, like, better than it's ever been. Or I think his miles per hour were, like, top five of his career or something like that. Friend of ours, Alex Cobb. Forgot about that. Um, which maybe leads me... No, it won't be my final speech. Maybe I'll end with it. Some bro of the night stuff. Um, Jada Genius, good comment in the chat. Comebacks have happened before. That's so true. It's like the most true. I think uh, the Cubs... Cubs are somewhat, or no, Toronto came back from down 7 nothing opening day. I don't know. I don't know. Let's get over it. Um, okay. I think I want to bop to basketball a little bit. Um, just because the two, two of the playing games happened last night, and there's two more tonight. Charlotte, Atlanta, San Antonio, New Orleans are tonight, um, both on Espen. Last night, Brooklyn played the Cleveland Cavaliers. Fun young Cleveland team. You know, not a lot of your mainstream, mainstream guys you're familiar with. Uh, Garland, Jared Allen. Um, really fun season in Cleveland. They ran into the Brooklyn Nets, and, I mean, they showed you why. Uh, 40-point first quarter. Um, first quarter was 40-20. I, I don't want to say basically game over, but basically game over. Katie and Kyrie did their thing. Uh, Kyrie with 34, 12 of 15 shooting. Katie, 9 for 16, 25, 11 assists, 3 blocks on the defensive end. He might have been better than the office. Didn't watch a ton of this game. I was watching our Yanks. I uh, was watching on Twitter, watched that they killed the first quarter. Brooklyn's going on to play Boston. We talked about that last episode. That's exciting. That's exciting. Let's see what KD's got. Apparently, Ben Simmons has been playing in practice and thinks he's going to come back. He was wearing a super green suit last night, stood out on the sideline. Interesting guy. Interesting guy. How old's Ben Simmons? Twenty. Five or 23? I think he's 25. I always forget where we land. He's 25. Um, 26 in July. I sent a fun text the other day. I was traveling. I was listening to an interview. And I said, hey, has Peter Moylan ever met Andrew Bogut? <laughs> Texted Peter. He had. Basically, so it's awesome monster human. Uh, but, you know, two Aussies that were, like, pro athletes at the time. American athletes. You know? Um, so we'll see what happens there. More importantly, watching baseball, watching the Yankees, uh, see that the Clippers and the T-Wolves are in a uh, a battle. And, again, that's fun. One game. This was supposed to be fun. Pat Beverly revenge game. Uh, we talked about the exciting T-Wolves, my guy Rod. Um, and man, I, I flipped it on at the perfect time. I know it's an NBA 
game stereotype, but the final two minutes, final four minutes, uh, mentioned that I really like D'Angelo Russell. He hit a big shot in this game. Paul George fighting off some of his playoff demons. Uh, Minnesota was rocking, by the way. Rocking. Um, and they had they had just a couple plays down the stretch that were awesome. Our guy Carl Anthony Towns had a rough night. Fouled out. Uh, didn't get a bucket until pretty late in the game. Man, the good news is I'm a huge D'Angelo Russell fan. 29, 6, 5, 3 steals. Um, I've always liked him because he can shoot really well and pass really well, and that's today's NBA. It's a player profile, yeah. That finds a way. That will find a way in today's NBA. Um, and Anthony Edwards is becoming a star star. I mean, there's a little bit of a Minnesota factor here. Like, He was the number one pick in 2020. He put up 21-5-4 this year. Led the Timberwolves, kind of a low-key, sneaky, bad franchise in sports to the playoffs this year. I think it's their second playoff since, like, 03 or something. Think about it. Like, KG, Kevin Love. Like, they've had some guys come through. Um, he's, he's a stud. Number one overall pick, Anthony Edwards. We talked about him a little bit last episode. Uh, he put up 30 and 5 last night, 5 of 11 for 3. A uh, lot of fun. The place was rocking. So they win the game. Uh, you know, couple couple big plays down the stretch. No Kawhi for the Clippers. Um, that's tough. And uh, they go on. They're, they're going to play the winner of tonight's game. Uh, they're going to play the winner of San Antonio, New Orleans. Still have a good shot to become the 8 seed, but you're playing the Suns, who are nasty, so... It is what it is. Patrick Beverly's going nuts. Um, a little bit of the Bobby Portis effect from Milwaukee last year, like the role player that's just beautiful. And by the way, like there's probably going to be a book in a f- future years because we talked about Anthony Edwards came into the draft and said he, he prefers football to basketball and how kind of laughable that is. If you don't think there's going to be articles or books that are out now or in a few years that are like how Pat Beverly pushed Anthony Edwards, how Pat Beverly pushed Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell. You know, really talented young basketball players. How old's D'Angelo Russell? 26? Could be like 27 now. Let's find Russell, out. Russell, age 26, February 23rd. So, he still counts as young. Um, Fresh 26. There's still stuff like that that matters in sports, whether it's team identity or practice day in, day out, and all of that. Like, Anthony Edwards is a tough dude. I think Pat Bev has pushed him. I think they've probably pushed Cat, who was a part of that Jimmy Butler, Wiggins soft festival that was going on up there. Uh, That's kind of gone. So good for the T-Wolves. They were getting killed because they celebrated hard. Um, They were on the table. Pat Beverly threw his jersey into the stands. The TNT guys started playing We Are the Champions. It is a playoff game to be the seventh seed. I do get that. Uh, like I thought won a playoff series, sort of. Kind of, in a way. Like, obviously, it's a one-gamer, but like, they advanced. For Patrick Beverly, makes a lot of sense. Intense guy, his former team. Like, they basically push him away. I thought there was a lot of similarities here, too. 
the San Diego Padres. Do you remember San Diego Padres 2020? Uh, I think they won the wild card. Or they made it into the wild card. I was looking this Might up have been before. Like their, their playoff clinching. And thing. the streets were filled. Now, there's also a COVID asterisk here. Uh, people were looking to get outside and do anything for any excuse. But the San Diego Padres, not a franchise you necessarily lump in with winning in Titletown, USA. So we talked about it on Talking Baseball and... Uh, I think I'm going to stay on my same stance a little bit because I uh, there's truth on both sides of the altar here, uh, per usual in these conversations. They should go out and celebrate it. Have fun. You know, it's cool. Your team is resurgent. The Timberwolves were supposed to suck this year. They're now the seventh seed. They win a, a kind of a do-or-die-ish game at home. Pat Bev's going nuts. Young players. Hopefully this is the start of something fun for the team. Go crazy, folks. Have fun. Enjoy it. That's sports, right? Now, the other side of that is we we come from Yankees fandom. Where if the Yankees did something of this ilk, if the Yankees won a one-game playoff wild card and were on the field and doing laps and going nuts, you know, you could celebrate. Doing more more than the the normal uh, locker room. A little locker room party. That's become the standard. You know, people would kill the Yankees for that. Their own fans would kill the Yankees for that. So, there's a balance. That's what you're supposed to do. Because you want to be that team. You want to be that team. And you want, you know, T-Wolves fans, I get it. Like, there's probably some of them out there that are like, hey, you know, now, you know, shouldn't we, like, let's sneaky win the next series. Let's let's find a way, you know, isn't NBA title the thing? NBA is really tough. It is yeah. sports. Like NBA, obviously anything can happen, but there's an element of like, like basketball, there's more of an understanding where you're limited. You know, they're, you know. they're, they're going to be playing the Grizzlies. You're like, okay, they're new to the dance. They're good. They're new to the dance. They're young. Um, so I do get it. Um, I lean, I think last year with the Padres, I did lean... I was doing both sides, but I leaned closer to, like, if you took out the COVID element and people needing to get outside and go crazy, I leaned it was a little far. I think with COVID, it, it was almost totally expected. If you remember some of, the, like, the riots and stuff last year. They, like, went, they went nuts. People were trying to get out of the house. So the yeah. Padres, who were being a crazy fun baseball team, not, like a huge, of baseball not a team. huge track record of success. It was a perfect storm. Timberwolves, again, go look at that franchise. Go to, like, basketball roster resource or something. T-Wolves have been an awful franchise. So for them to celebrate this with a new young core and, like, a one big game playoff and your emotional leader on that team is playing his former team that, like, kind of kicked him out, yeah, I'm closer to enjoy it. I, I very much get the, you know... (laughs) <laughs> I think uh, I want to give a shout out to my guy Network. Um, I'm not a. I mean, I I f- follow him. Uh, big Knicks fan. I can't find his page right now. Jason Concepcion. I was putting the oh, three yeah. in the wrong part. Um, he had a good line. What was it? Um, he had a couple good lines. Uh. I didn't sit through two years of pandemic to watch players be calm about winning. Please go crazy. 
Um, and the one that I liked last night, which was a little, a little zingy, because uh, Shaq and Charles were being tough. I mean, Shaq always brings up the rings and all that, blah, blah, blah. He said, I'll say this about the TNT dudes roasting the young wolf celebrating. They've eaten so well they forgot what starving looks like. And I think that's a pretty good line, especially for the Minnesota Twin- Timberwolves. They've eaten so well they forgot what starving looked like. Um, so, again, I, I think if you land a little bit on either side of the aisle there, you're okay. You're okay. You're going to be fine. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it, it is okay that they have fun and they enjoy it. Um, so that was kind of my comp there. From there, I mean, I think we kind of st- got to start moving into the second half of the show. I, I knew coming into this I'd be late going into a meeting, but that's fine. Keep it going. Meetings? What's that about? And let's circle back to baseball just a little bit. Not a lot, baby girl, just a little bit. Um, well, let's do the comment of the day. Bakers, have some big news. The first Wednesday episode, 6K subscribers. We cleared six. You guys are awesome. The listens have been really good lately. Appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. Sorry for throwing the Wednesday curveball at you. Um, it's just, it's kind of the way it's got to be. So I appreciate you guys. Opens up Thursday to so much. Yeah, it's it's just, it's really needed. Um, last episode, baseball is all the way back. Sure was. Um, let's see. Uh, 37 Will Dog. There's so many good rookies this year. Could be the most exciting rookie of the year race in a long time. Trevor had a couple fun facts on that. End of the Talking Baseball episode. Make sure you check that out. Um. Uh, Nomar LeBron says Astros bro of the night as an Astros fan has to be Pena. A lot of pressure to fill Correa's position and he's balled out, glove and bat. Yeah, that's horrifying, man. Told y'all to sprinkle chatter. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Um, Dylan, Oakland is a disappointment. I can't believe they got rid of Chapman and Olsen. Yeah, I don't know if you're still if you're still on that. Did Montes ever get traded? No, there was... It was just tweets? There were a couple tweets, and I never, I never saw them in my Twitter app. So, I saw Instagram pages post stuff. It was just tweets, so that hasn't happened yet. Uh, Matthew Nauer was in here a lot. Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate you. Uh, just said Toronto looks so much fun this year. Lineup breaks, atmosphere is electric. Uh, after now watching two Toronto Yankee games, and I think this isn't a consensus opinion. I love it. Um, I would tune in tonight because it's Cole Gossman, right? Definitely Cole. <laughs> Gosman feels right. It's going to be one of their good pitchers. It's either their fifth or sixth game. Yeah, I'll double or check. I mean, Kikuchi's, Kikuchi's got to be there. Barrios. Barrios, excuse me. He's their one. He got lit up opening day. He got lit up. I would tune in tonight. I know I'm a biased Yankee fan. I think these two teams are locked in. I think there's a perfect formula. Each team got shut out. Good offenses. Supposed to be early in the year. Toronto's kind of a lock. Yankees have a little bit up in the air. 
Yankees, it's like end of the year, I would bank on these guys being good, but whatever. Blue Jays play a fun brand of baseball. I mean, George Springer stole a bag last night. Uh, I think any of their guys will tease you about stealing a bag. Uh, Bo Bichette's defense is worthwhile, worth watching. Some of the plays they make around the field is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, Cole Barrios tonight to make sure you don't lose the series. In New York, after each team got shut out once, I, I'm excited for tonight. I'm jazzy. Dude, like, I, like, on Bo Bichette and his defense, like, like you know he's a good defender, like, in, you're in baseball circles, and, like, I've watched, I've watched a good amount of him over the last couple of years. Like, yeah, he's a good defender. Like, last night's when it really clicked. Like, he has a crazy good arm, too. Like, it's not even just the athleticism and speed and getting to balls or whatever. Like, like he, like, He'll, like, throw you out. Like, I, I, like IKS ground out, like, was an eye-opener for me. It's like, he was busting it down the line, kind of almost got there, and, and Bo waited on it and just, like, looked so confident knowing, oh, I've got him. I guess that's what I need to know. Um, it seems like he has gold glove tools. Um, like, you know, when Didi was a Yankee, we said he seemed like a step below gold glove. Like, he was good. The like, good Didi was, like... Uh, a good defender, a plus defender, but not gold glove. Um, I'm interested to find out because, and Toronto fans maybe let us know, because here's a guy, he had 29 homers last year, 25 stolen bases, one caught stealing. 25 to 1. 828 OPS. He's got a career 845 OPS. Career 300, 342 503-845. 24-year-old shortstop who his defense jumps off the page. I guess, like, was he second to Correa? Correa won the Platinum Glove last year? Yeah. Like, that's what I need to know. He, he seems the, like a guy who could get his own play. Because if there's another gap, if I'm missing another gap of shortstops, especially, like, AL only, we'll keep it there for now, I don't know, because Bo Bichette, um, he's awesome. Uh, so a little, you know, we used to do what we're watching tonight. I think Yan- I think Yankees Toronto is queuing up to be a beauty tonight. Cole second start, Barrios needing a bounce back start. Both of them kind of need need clean firsts. It's the worst. Way. I think it's I think it's gonna be a fun one in the Bronx tonight. Um. So we will see. Peyton in the chat said his outs above average last year weren't good. So far this year, they're good. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the other thing. Do we not watch a lot of Toronto games? Did he boot some routine stuff a lot? I, I have no the idea. Geo situation. That's baseball. The nerds uh, say DRS for infielders, outs above average for outfielders, but they also, I think, used to say the other way. So right. I, I don't know anything. They don't know anything. Defensive analytics. Um, it's just, they're just not perfect yet. They just ain't great. I'm so, interested in them. So, hey, thank you guys, bakers. Bake the algorithm. Subscribe. 6K, really cool. We're starting to get to, like, a really fun area for, like, generic sports talk shows. Like, that's tough to do. The world is so niche now. They're, like, talking Yanks. That's why that was first and then talking baseball. Like, for just talking sports, pretty cool stuff. So, thank you guys hopping around. Um, You guys are the best. You guys are the best. Uh, bro, the night, I, I guess I kind of didn't plan this. I'll double, I'll double bro ya. Uh, I'll go Ian Happ and say a Suzuki. Uh, Ian Happ, uh, currently leading Major League Baseball in batting average. 700. Yeah. Or maybe the NL. 
Not sure what Quan's up to. He's going nuts. I know he got at least another hit yesterday, so I'd, I'd assume he, he might still have them. Um, our guy, Ian Happ, who got off to a brutal start last year. And, hey, I, I mean, we're still three games. He's seven for seven for ten, which is really awesome. Love that for Happer. Hasn't Kate yet. Love that. Um, Ian Happ's got a really good stat page. Always kind of forget that. Um, like I remember going into 2020 when we interviewed him the first time, Trev was like, hey, dude, by the way, like I was looking at your stat page and you've, you've just you've always hit. It's always been a weird thing because he was just kind of a bonus piece for the Cubs. Um, like he, his, he rookie, his rookie year is an awesome rookie year. He played all over the field, switch hit. And he, um, he, he like missed that World Series year. So that, it's like he's, he was especially forgotten. Right. That. And the Rizzo and Baez, all those guys. Um, and then 2018, when he first got his full chance, he kind of had a eh year, like a 102 OPS plus, which again, that's still above average. Um, and then like the Cubbies kind of got weird with him. His numbers still landed in a great place. Um, and then last year, he had a brutal, brutal first half of the season, an incredible second half of the season. I'll tell you what, like, look at guys' baseball references, guys that have played big chunks of five seasons. You won't find a lot of dudes that have positive OPS pluses every year. Like, to not have a negative year, it's really tough in baseball. Um, and he's got a chance to not only not have a negative year, but have, like, a good year. And part of a good Cubs... We'll see what the Cubs team is. They can be good. It's what does that mean. Um, and that's why he's sharing the bro of the night with Seiya Suzuki, um, who, let's drink the Kool-Aid hard, people. Uh, Steven Brault talked about him on Rose Rotation. What's he supposed to say? I think this guy stinks. No. But he did say, like, Seiya's built. Like, he's a dude. And by the way, he's tied for the MLB League with three home runs right now. He has the highest OPS. A 1696. Nice. BBD. Um, the at-bats looked really good. Four walks, five strikeouts. We'll find out if it's fluky. We'll find out where the number lands. But the dude looks cool. The dude looks badass. And if he's a star, that's huge for the game. So I'll, uh, a little bro for Happer and uh, Seiya Suzuki. Uh, two cool guys. Two cool guys. What do you got, Biebs? Uh, kind of a bruh. Mm. Um... It's going to Bruce Brown. Do you see his quotes after that's when the playing game they're lined up for the Celtics? I didn't see the quotes. I saw he had a solid game. He and like I've I've liked him in the past, generally speaking. I think he's he's good at his role and he's in the vaccine commercials. Like he's like seems like a good good clean player. Sure. And after they win, they're lined up to face the Celtics, and he talked about how they're very excited to face them since Robert Williams is out. And he said we, he said we can attack Horford and Tice in the paint. It's hmm. like just like the freest bulletin board material, like calling out specific players. Yeah, for the like, it's just just why would you say that, man? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's interesting. I mean, it's like, uh, especially basketball. Like guys, that doesn't usually go well when you like talk like that in basketball. I mean, it can go the other way, but I mean, like for you to say that is not even. You're not you're not Kyrie or, or KD. You kind of need to to tell, say the right thing just every time. Yeah, like you, Bruce Brown. That's just you. That's just silly. Don't. How about this? It. I'll say this: It's either 
it's a huge bruh, or it has a chance to be kind of cool in a couple weeks. Yeah, like, like like if they dominate the Celtics in the paint and are like, that's how we're going to beat you. Kind of cool. If you get faced, yeah, but the Celtics have been like the best team for the right back two thirds of this season, and you're maybe getting a new third best player in three days. Right. Just, man, why would you say that? Okay. We'll see with Bruce Brown. We we kind of mentioned before, probably a, an, another bro of the night, a bonus bro of the night, uh, Alyssa Nakin. Yeah. First female coach on the field of a baseball game. Awesome. Um, the Brett Phillips stuff was cool last the last two nights, I'll be honest. Seven uh, a week. That little girl in the stands, if, uh, you know, starting to get late, starting to get a little emotional for Jakey. Uh, go watch that. I mean, just a little girl talking about how much she loves Brett Phillips because he has fun playing baseball. Ain't that it? Hits a homer for her. She's like a child, second bout with cancer. Go check that out. Um, and yeah, I mean, even his, uh, his pitching antics, uh, it's silly. He has fun with he it. Had, when he said that, the pitching, the catch off the, the mound was incredible. Was this? This weekend also the running the bases with the kids thing. Yeah. These like three different days. He he kind of doesn't stop. He kind of doesn't stop. Um, for now, I think we will have to stop. Uh, I will show up 15 minutes late to this meeting. Uh, you guys watch everything on John Boy Media. Talking baseball. The compound with Ian Happ, your MLB batting average leader. Uh, we got JJR coming up later today. How about that? Special guest. See that? Um, talking Giants. Talking football. Draft sneaking up. NFL draft. We're going to have to have something there. Man's playing baseball. Talking Yanks. Baseball today. Anything Joe's ever does. Breakdowns are picking up steam. You guys are the best. Thank you for being flexible with me. Um... Love you guys. Bake the algo. Uh, We'll see you Monday.